Hey, this is Julia Stern, and you're listening to Not My Best, the podcast that reminds you it's okay not to perform at your best 100% of the time. When we shift the focus to become a little bit better, instead of trying to be at our best all the time, we'll accomplish a lot more and we'll have way more fun doing it. Let's get into it. I have Andy Stern with me today, my husband, just to talk all things social distancing, coronavirus, what the heck is going on, nobody knows. Before we get into the episode though, we need to talk about Red Bar because I have been snacking on them non-stop. They are completely plant-based protein bars, very low in sugar, full of adoptogens. You've been hearing me talk about them for weeks. Redbar.com, R-E-D-D-Bar.com. Use code NOTMYBEST for 15% off. Okay, welcome to today's episode of Not My Best Podcast. If this is your first time listening, my name is Julia Stern, and due to some quarantined times right now, my guest today is my husband because because I'm the only one around that can be on my couch right now. So honored, honored to be back. Oh yeah, I forgot we did episodes before. So this is gonna be a quick chat just to check in. I want to talk a little bit about what it's been like for us personally to be stuck in this one bedroom apartment for so long, but also what this is like for us as well as everyone else who is going through super uncertain times right now, um, especially in the fitness industry, especially in New York City. Yeah. I I mean, I think it's uncharted waters and I think this is a very um, anxiety filled time for a lot of us because of the unknown. Let's talk a little bit about us being quarantined together. We've done a good job so far, I think. It's only been a few days, but um, it's very difficult to, um, how do you say this in the nicest of terms, be with somebody 24 hours a day, seven days a week without feeling like you're stepping on each other's toes, especially in 700 square feet. You don't have to have a formal interview with this. We were ready to kill each other yesterday. We didn't talk to each other for about 45 minutes. Actually, you can say it like it is. I'm thinking of one. Oh, yes, right before the run. Yeah, right before the run. And we went on a run, and we didn't speak to each other when we got back. It was like, And yeah. listen, we have been together for so long. We are so used to working together, living together. This is crazy abnormal for us. Of course. Crazy abnormal for us to be with each other well, all the time. it's slow, and it's stuck. Well, for one, I got a haircut around December 21st. Shout out to Breno. And... My plan was to go a little longer than normal, so maybe a month and a half before the next one. Then we went to the San Francisco hiatus, so we were there for a while, and I wasn't back in New York to get my cut. And then I'd say, ah, maybe next week. And then I went back to San Francisco, maybe when I get back, maybe when I get back, and now I can't. So we're stuck. And we're not happy about it. How long would you say it's been? Since December, I think it was 21st. It's, uh, so I've now never it's seen your hair this January, long, February. except for... Three months straight. When I first met you. It's so bad. So if we are stuck here for another three months... If you woo! have a scissor that you can maintain a correct social distance from Andy and yet come and cut his no, hair... No, 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 no. Uh, please. We're going to grow it out and it's going to be like Tom Hanks in Castaway. I don't know that I love it though. And it's making it honestly harder for me to be quarantined with him because all he does is go like this... Like lift his hair up and yeah, pull it up, that's and he's pacing back and forth on work calls. All he's doing is pushing his hair up into the sky, and eventually, I feel like it's just going to reach the ceiling, and that's just where we're at. But anyway, no, being quarantined with each other has been insanely difficult. Well, here's one fun fact for you: in March, we were going to do meal prep March, and 
we weren't going to buy lunch because we were thinking like, let's get or healthier. Or breakfast or dinner or coffees. Like we were trying to source all of our food from the fridge just in a, in a source to be healthier. And honestly... We were like nine days strong. We No, we were longer than that. We were like a full two weeks strong. And I, yeah. I'm glad that I did it because I... Don't say no. I'm telling you. It's we were, yes. we, The quarantine started like the 12th. That's still 12 days. Almost it's not two weeks. two weeks. Seriously? It's not. <laughs> anyway, we were strong with it. And... Don't mimic me. Anyway, we, we were, were good. We were strong with it. And I will say that it was good, great. It was a godsend because... We were able to... No, I think it was opposite of Godsend. No, it was because, great. Because I missed out on all like the breakfast burritos I could have gotten two weeks ago. I now I can't get. But it was great because we Western were Western omelets. Essen on when 23rd you closed. better food in your body, you feel better. You have less anxiety. It's true. However, I we, don't feel We ordered pizza the other night. We did. I don't feel comfortable getting takeout, but our compromise was to order pizza the other night because he needed one more pizza. And now I have a couple cauliflower pizzas in the freezer if we need it. But... Yeah. We had to go get the pizza, and I had to wear, like, like a whole snowsuit with the gloves and, like, couldn't touch the doors. And when he handed me the pizza, it, like, had to be full arm's reach. And I'm, like, Okay, you're walking, welcome when you don't get corona. Like, like who is basically, this? Frankenstein? Frankenstein. And then we took the now. pizza out. Wait, we had to take the pizza out, but I couldn't touch the pizza box with the pizza hands. No, so, so then we had, we had a slide. We did uh, a slide with the pizza onto the pizza stone. That was from our oven. It wasn't worth it. I have a whole system. Would have rather eat peanut butter when and jelly. When we enter this apartment. We're not leaving or going anymore, but when we did, you would come in, you would have to drop any excess clothing that you were wearing that might have touched the outside. Then you Purell your hands excess. and wipe down your phone with an alcohol swab and then you wash your hands right away and then if your hair if you've been like sweating or whatever you take a shower so that you're totally clean i'm pretty like that anyway when we're not it was all clothing not okay first of all that's tmi but second of all weird it was weird but listen desperate times call for desperate measure quarantine times call for stop drop and roll it was just like stop drop all of it and and run into the, the shower okay I don't like put shoes on the carpet. I don't do any of that because this is a small space. I'm cleaning it constantly and it's it's very difficult. So I try to be as clean in the apartment as possible. So now we're extra germ free and we're yes. like ready to go. Yeah, I think the uh, one okay, downfall. The one downfall is that I didn't order dumbbells from Amazon early enough and now I can't get them until one to two months. If you try to order dumbbells on Amazon right now, you can't get any. And I feel. The I think there's more downfalls than just the dumbbells. Of course there is, but I'm keeping it lighthearted here. No, I mean we like we didn't have, get enough snacks. No, we didn't get enough snacks. I keep talking about that when I'm hosting these live workouts on Obey, but we did not get enough snacks, and it's been great because the only thing that would be worse than being stuck inside would be worse is stuck inside eating snacks all day and feeling horrible after. It's not and worse. I have zero self control. Well, that's the problem. Uh, it is the problem, but so does everybody else when they're stuck inside, not doing anything. You well, just do better. Eat do better. Day. Eat so a few. You don't need your whole bag. Simple. Grab your chips. Said the person who was hoarding veggie straws all day yesterday. They're veggie straws. They're I went to go grab me. some, and he had them like hugged around his chest. Because you, if you get them, it's over. I got no anyway, shot at them. Anyway, if you have avocados that are going bad, avocado, squeeze a lemon or a lime in there, red chili pepper flakes, a little bit of salt and pepper, stir it up. You got easy guacamole. It's really good. Yeah. But other than that, we're doing fine. Well, any show recommendations? We just started Mad Men, which oh, yeah, I know I started everybody that. has been watching for years, but we just started episode one, season one it was yesterday. It's good. It's pretty good. We also got a bunch of good recommendations from you guys. I want to start watching Little Fires Everywhere, but I bought the book, and I don't want to watch it until I read the book. And 
that's another part of my separate myself from Andy plan. I'm just going to lock myself in the bedroom and read a little bit because right now we're like, he walks, I walk, he walks, I walk. We're sitting on the couch. We're in the kitchen. Like, it's just like, it's way too much. It is and so social distancing, even when you're not social distancing. And social media distancing. Social media distancing. You don't you have to be on. Do it. You don't have to be on all the time. Everybody's working out on their Instagrams. Well, that's because we have a big following that's fitness and we follow a lot of people that are in fitness but it just seems like everybody's working out all day every day or promoting themselves in some way or their kids or their dogs yeah it's just it's a lot which is nice no offense if you have a kid or dog i'm just saying you're putting it out there but also think about it this way because this is how i phrased it to myself yesterday when we were not quarantined or self-isolating or whatever we're doing right now we weren't with people 24 7 you were okay to put your phone down at least for like a half hour an hour a day to like do stuff to go here go there go to work mm-hmm. take a meeting now i feel like we are just on it all day long and yes we're missing that social aspect but that doesn't mean that you need to be connecting with people 24 7 no. put your phone down at least for an hour or two a day um and do something else i agree find a hobby yep will you or will you not do a tiktok dance with me See, here's my big TikTok question, and I put it on my Twitter, which nobody answered. Um, That's because nobody At Andrew G. Stern. Tweet me. But the question I had was, are the routines choreographed and you're following along, or is the TikToker TikToking their own dance? So, yes and no. I'm pretty sure TikTok is not going to kick you off if you make up your own But dance. am I, like, following? Yes, there are viral dances that are popular, and you learn them. And then you go back and you do them themselves. Got I've it. only done one. I Julia L. Stern on TikTok. I don't haven't really used it. And if this quarantine was not happening, I probably wouldn't go on TikTok because I was just busy and over it. But now that we have nothing to do, let's move the coffee table, film the TikTok dance. Debatable, but we'll see. See how long this quarantine lasts and maybe we'll jump in. And so let's just talk about and recap the last couple of weeks for you personally, like what you've been feeling, both professionally and personally, being stuck in this apartment. Well, I think the uh, first hit of this was when we started to obviously um, hear about it and the domino effect, I mean, from attendance just starting to to, uh, trickle down. We made some quick adjustments from the operation side of Rumble. We reduced inventory of classes. We were following protocol um, from regulations, and we were continuing to monitor the situation. The entire world was trying to grasp what was going on and make decisions. And it was also like this wave of information, right? Like you kind of heard it and you didn't really believe it. And then day by day, things got more serious and you saw more people start to pay attention. But I do have to say, like big shout out to the clean staff at Rumble because I eventually stopped teaching classes towards the last week. But when I say that that training studio and the boxing studio was spotless, like they were wiping down every single dumbbell head to toe dusting in between every single doorknob every single railing like so incredible but unfortunately because you could be carrying it without even showing symptoms it just got to a point where like that wasn't feasible yeah it was the i mean i think mutually it was the right decision um from clients from trainers from the operations we didn't want to close but it's us playing our part um and shutting the doors temporarily for you know, the good of society, the better, better part of community to help beat this thing, contain it, and move forward. But going back to the question, how I felt the last few weeks, um, the uncertainty is, of course, scary. It's unknown. It's un, 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 
settling to understand how much you've put into a project and then in a moment that project is completely stopped and stopped indefinitely right this isn't like a snowstorm where you know oh it'll be 70 on saturday and everything will melt this is really taking it day by day with information that we get day by day um so for me it was kind of at the top just trying to help manage and facilitate information get information to my team um collect feedback regurgitate it collect information so it was a lot of just almost being like the the toll booth collector gathering a lot and then trying to redistribute it yes you're redistributing information yes you're like getting that message out to your team and also we're all understanding at the same point that we're probably going to be out of work for a little bit. So the fitness industry as a whole has changed. Trainers do not get paid unless they show up to teach a class or teach a client. Rumble has been excellent in getting us paid throughout the next few weeks. And any business, the most profitable gym in the world to the mom and pop shop that just opened yesterday can't sustain paying hundreds of employees for a month's time. I mean, it's simple math, right? No money in, money out is just... Loss, 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 loss. And longer this goes on for every business, um, it's going to be harder to come back. For sure. And I think that every industry is going to feel this. Obviously, we're speaking about the fitness industry because that's what we're in and that's what we know. But I don't think the entire economy is crashing. Yeah, nobody is uh, Um, immune. Nobody is immune to to this. And I think that there's beauty in that because you feel for each other when you're all in it together. I don't think that anybody can really, unless you're a multi-billionaire and even at that point. You're still feeling it. Every person feels this. So it's beautiful that we're all able to come together, but we're sitting back and we're kind of watching this fitness industry change because it has to. And so I kind of sat home the first day and I was like, you know, well, well, what do I do now? I was lucky to still be teaching live classes on Obey, which if you haven't heard of Obey, um, it's an amazing, big, beautiful, bright box where I'm able to connect with people digitally. And I was very fortunate to have that um, and be compensated for that. But there are a lot of trainers who are producing free workouts, free content, and it takes a lot of time and effort to yeah. set up a camera, to clear the space, to make sure that the lighting is good, to write the workout, and a ton of energy to connect with people live like it's work it's a lot of work and a lot of trainers are offering their services right now for free which i think is beautiful but i also think you have to be able to eat and it's it's a very stressful time for a lot of people again speaking on the fitness industry and a lot of trainers um look i'll be blunt we did this to ourselves trainers we are giving away our brains and our talent um it would be like chefs just cooking meals and us not paying for it so unless all of the trainers kind of come together and i have this understanding and mutual um respect for each other's craft and start charging i don't necessarily think trainers are going to be able to sustain this much longer yeah unless they were smart with their finances i also think that it's an absolutely beautiful thing that trainers are doing this like we're not down talking anything Everyone is in a hard financial situation right now, again, no matter what industry you're working in. And so, therefore, people may not be as forthcoming to pay for a workout. And I think that the fact that we're all coming together, bonding over fitness, bonding over movement is beautiful. That being said, though, if every trainer continues to teach live workout classes every single day, free of charge, 
eventually it's like why would i pay for this service if i can get xyz for free and that's where i feel it a little bit it's a little bit scary because we have to be able to pay our bills because we have to be able to pay our rent um and this is yes it's our livelihood but it's also our source of income i think if you look at this business model of of personal training virtually or group training virtually um if if you get 50 people to log into you know a zoom or or some type of platform five dollars a person which is not a huge cost to the client and a great profit margin to the trainer there's a mutual win the challenge becomes with the uh amount of trainers at the disposal does it get super competitive sure are you looking for something do you have a certain trainer you want to you know work with yes um net net hard times on both ends the client and the trainer my advice from a fitness standpoint during this time is to try new things. If you didn't love yoga before, try it in your living room. You might like it now. There are so many options for you. And yes, the fitness industry is changing. Yes, we don't know what's going to happen. But at the same time, it's there. The content is there. So try it out. Experience new trainers. Um, there are so many people who were making such little money as is teaching group fitness it's not the most lucrative job in the entire world it's a hard job and now that's taken away from them so take advantage of that if you can donate to trainers if you can offer i don't know barter services whatever you need there's a lot of trainers that need marketing and exposure um do what you can and that's all you can do i love to say that the other um avenue for trainers is use this opportunity it's almost like the off season of of the nfl you got to Take a look inside. Take a look at what you're offering to your clients, um, the programming that you've been doing. Reset, reevaluate, study new uh, certifications. I think that's come out such a good point because, and I struggle with this myself a little bit, we live in this world where we're constantly like, you need to be putting out more content. You need to have a website. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And it's hard because when are you taking a step back and perfecting your craft so that the content that you're putting out is quality and not just, here's a workout that I just put together in five seconds, everybody do it, now pay me your money. And I think that that's like really, really yeah. important. I personally am gonna take this time, um, I'm certified, I have a bunch of different certifications, but I want my pre and postnatal, and I'm gonna start to look into that. It's something that I've always wanted to do, I'm not pre and postnatal certified right now. Um, but just take like a second, Think what you want to develop into. Use this free time, yes, to put yourself out there, but don't put yourself out there just for the sake of getting attention. Put yourself out there because you want to provide a service. That's great. There's also this, um, when things are going good and they're moving fast, you really don't have the opportunity to look at what you can improve on. So for me, particularly with with Rumble and my own um, personal franchise, as you may, what is not as efficient as it should be. What could I peel back on? What could I elevate in? Um, so it's a really, really cool opportunity in front of us to uh, rechannel our energy and not look at this as an obstacle, but more of an opportunity. So anybody that's listening, not just the trainer, any field that you're in, what could you be doing in this time, almost as if it was your off season, to come out of it with more tools, more value, because yes, the doors will open again. We will go outside again. Fitness is not going away. It has survived forever. So what are you gonna to bring to the table? That's not the same thing that when people left the table. Something that's gonna let you stand out.
Let's also talk really quick. I think it's so important to talk about the art of the hustle. <laughs> if you listen to our episode that we did, I don't know, I guess that was at some point in February. We are very, 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 very good hustlers, both of us. I've always had multiple jobs at once. Mm -hmm. I've always had five or six things going at once. So while, yes, it is insanely scary to be out of work right now for myself, I still have a couple streams of income, but the majority of my income is gone. Um, finding ways to market yourself and to make money, and it's not always doing what you like thought you would be doing if you like woke up and had your dream job, but it's doing what you can to make some money. So like I've tutored math before. I put myself back out there on my Instagram. Um, I'm doing virtual private clients on my phone via FaceTime so that I'm able to do that. You have done a million things before with different organizations. The initial reach out um, to people that you wouldn't normally market yourself to, yep. but figuring out ways that you can find streams of income. Twofold to that. So yes, I think there's a great opportunity for us to capitalize on this opportunity, on this advantage of free time. How do you diversify yourself? How do you make yourself more valuable? Secondly, sometimes I feel this as well, especially with social media, is you start comparing who's putting out what and you're going down that rabbit hole of, oh my God, they're doing it right. They're doing so much more. I should be doing that. Why aren't I doing that? It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's, it's very, very dangerous. I know a lot of people, I have a lot of close friends who are doing a lot of things right now and I never in any point feel like I should do them too um, because they just don't suit my personality and the second that you start to become inauthentic and putting yourself out there in ways that is inauthentic to you, it's not going to work and people aren't going to connect with you. Um, I also yeah. mute a ton of people. And I'm not afraid to say that. I mute a ton of people. I unfollow a lot of people. If I feel like what they're putting out is not beneficial to me and is causing me more harm than good because I'm comparing myself, I just don't need to see it. I have a lot of good things going for me. You have a lot of things going for you. And whoever's listening, you have a lot going for you too. And like, there's that like Dr. Seuss thing, you are you and like no one else is you. Like, the, I don't know. I don't I think Seuss said that, Seuss but said something that. like but that. But you know, you know what I'm saying? If if you are trying to be somebody else, you've automatically failed. Yes. This is impacting every person you're following, no matter how much highlight reel they are showing. No matter how much motivational quotes you're seeing in captions, everybody is home quietly worrying about the future in some form or another. Yeah. And maybe some people are better at controlling that than others, but every single person is doing that. And so, yes, continue inspiring, continue motivating, continue moving your body because exercise is the best way to free your mind a little bit. But don't think that you're doing worse than anybody else because we're all in the same boat here. I agree. All right, so let's talk making the best of this quarantine. Profession aside, how can you make the most of your time and also not go crazy because you're in a small apartment, especially in New York. I am incredibly jealous. I have friends who are in Florida. I have friends, hi Erica, who's in the Bahamas right now. Like the freedom to move around in a space, even a house if you're in the suburbs. I didn't realize, I've never felt caved in, right? We lived in this one bedroom. We've had this apartment for four years now. I've never felt like you know, the space was too small for us. We minimize our stuff. We don't have clutter. We keep it nice and simple for ourselves. Um, but I have really felt this quarantine in the past week because I cannot go somewhere because I'm between my kitchen, my bedroom, my bathroom, and my living room, and that's all that I have. And so how do you, especially if you're in a New York City apartment, not go crazy 
in a small space? Well, I think even if you have space, you'll go crazy. But the ways to challenge or combat that challenge, I think, would be start your routine or your day with your routine. Try not to break that habit. If it is, uh, if you are tackling some work at home, wake up as if you're going to work, dress yourself a little differently. Not saying you have to dress to the nines, but... Get out of your sweatpants and your t-shirt and your pajamas. It's been killing me. I was texting a friend the other day and I was saying, if I just let myself be myself, (laughs) I would wake up, I would sit on the couch in my sweatpants, I would drink coffee all day long, I would pick and grab out of the cabinet because that's just, I know myself very well. That's what I would do. And I would scroll on my phone all day long. So that is so dangerous. I got a notification that my screen time was up 40% this week from last. And that's really, really bad. Um, so, and that's just phone. And that's right? just phone, you know, not computer, computer, not TV. TV, not tablets, like whatever. You, it's technology all day long. Blue light glasses, if you don't have them, invest in some. It's so much better for you. I find that when I use my blue light glasses before I go to sleep at night, I have way less of a headache. I'm way less wired and I'm able to fall asleep pretty well. I'm also trying not to drink coffee after 12. I usually have two or three cups a day, but I'm trying not to drink it in the afternoon because I'm burning less calories and I don't really need it. So. Well, speaking of the calories, I think... A lot of us are doing these at-home workouts, which are amazing. I think there's still opportunity to go outside, social distancing aside for a second. You can still run, walk, go out for a jump rope, Just keep your distance from people and really try not to be on top of each other. The West Side Highway is packed. There are a ton of people just sitting out in the park on top of each other, and it's really unsettling to see please stay home please do not go outside sure. and do that but if you need to go for a walk or a run get some fresh air go up to your roof breathe open a window it is so hard important. yeah important it is to important to to stay inside um but also get there so aside from the the routine and picking up new skills or, or sharpening some old skills that you haven't used there is this reconnection part that a lot of us when we are go 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 we don't take advantage of we don't call the old friends, the old family members that we haven't spoke to. But guess what? Everybody's home. Everybody has the free time. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool opportunity. Check in. Um, and I know this hits home for a lot of people who can't go visit those you know, older family members. It's 2020 with an amazing opportunity with technology. Hopefully they have the capabilities of a FaceTime or a Skype. Take advantage of that. We had wine the other night with my brother and sister-in-law, you know, through FaceTime. We had social drinks with friends. There's a lot of really cool ways to connect without being next to each other. I also, I think a lot of my anxiety sets in. So yes, younger people are getting really sick. They're being hospitalized. You are not immune to it. But that being said, I know that my immune system is pretty great. I know that my respiratory system is pretty fantastic. Um, And so if I do get it, I would hope that I have milder symptoms than someone who is older. So I'm not really scared of getting sick. And if I do get sick, I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll handle it. What I'm scared of are my parents and the older people in my life. And part of it is not being able to go home and see them. Like they're building a house. It's this beach house that is going to be fantastic. It's supposed to be done in April. We're supposed to move in. And I'm worried that if this goes into May, June, July, that we're not going to be able to go back because I'm constantly going to be stressed about not being able to to be around them. And I think that's where my anxiety sets in. It's not really, 
yes, it's financial. Of course, I am out of work right now. I've lost a ton of contracts with brands that I had in the first quarter of this year, like tens of thousands of dollars um, gone. And yes, that's a stress. But the biggest stress is losing, especially after our 2019, losing people that we love. And so what things that you can do when you get anxious about that? Breathe, meditate, on-demand yoga, um, turn off your phone if you need to and give them a call when you do turn that phone back on and connect with them because when you stay wired I've actually yelled at him a bunch of times to turn off the news because I can't watch it anymore they're saying the same stuff over and over and over again you know that the numbers are going to rise you know that this is going to get worse and so you have to do what you have to do to disconnect and keep yourself sane so the other day I posted on my IGTV um speaking a lot about this anxiety that we're feeling and the analogy I used, which um, thank you if you're listening to this, if you listen to that, the monster under the bed, it refers to the unknown and we're afraid of the unknown and the monster lives underneath the bed because if it lived out in the open, we wouldn't be as scared of it because we could see it. That being said, we don't know what the future holds. So our brains, which are simply wired to go, 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 the anxiety that we feel typically on a normal day has so many distractions between work, between social life, between social media, that anxiety doesn't have as much of an opportunity to paralyze us. Unfortunately, now where we're at this state of, of stillness, our minds could go down anxiety road and live there because there are minimal distractions. You have to do a great job at understanding when you are going down this road to stop walking, to peel back. If you are going down this road of what if it's in now April, in May, in June, you're going down a road that does not have an end and you're just going to continue to dig deeper into this. You've got to look, today is March, whatever. I'm going to take it day by day. I'm going to do what I can with what I have right now and hopefully plan for an immediate future. And if it's not this week, it's next week. If it's not next week, it's the following week. Sounds a lot like the not my best mindset to me. If you haven't listened to episode one, now's a good I might have missed that it. one. Go go check it out. That's what this whole podcast is about. But it is. No, though. it's true. It's finding it. I feel like every guest that I've had on here has said something to that point in the same capacity. It's the only way that you can handle um, anxiety is with dealing right now. What's happening right now, right in this moment. Um, and Well, anxiety doesn't live now, right? Anxiety lives... Tomorrow. Very minimal to do with right now. I agree. It's about the fear. Where's my next paycheck coming from? How am I going to get work? What's going to happen to my industry? What's going to happen with my health, my family's health? All of these fears are real. But unfortunately, there's no real answer to those at the moment. So thank you for coming and talking to me. I'm sure you'll be back because I have nobody else to sit with me right now. I'm going to do some nobody Zoom else calls is allowed in with some other guests. But as for sitting on my couch, this is all you got right now. It was a pleasure to be back. See you next episode. You just want to go eat some eggs. Thank you all. Not my best podcast. My name is Andy Stern. My name is Julia Stern. Stop trying to live your best life. Start actually living a better one. Mm-hmm.